Welcome to the Gospel Rant. I'm Dr. Bill Sinyard. These three podcasts are very special. I will be joined by my son-in-law, Reverend Jeff Buster. He will be talking about his philosophy of biblical parenting. And I'm sure that the Gospel Rant audience will appreciate and be challenged by the parenting approach that he and my daughter, Aubrey, are using. I have to say up front that it's immersed in the gospel, and yet so much of it uh, you likely have never heard before. In this first podcast, we take a look at an exciting new approach to gospel immersion discipline. And please pass this podcast on to others who have children. We have a special guest today. Uh, some of you know that we're beginning to, to design a, a third interactive path on parenting. We're calling it Good Enough Parent. And so we want to do some podcasts on that. My son-in-law, one of the pastors at Christ Community Church in St. Charles, Illinois, Jeff, uh, is really, really good at parenting. So I wanted to pick his brain just to make sure I didn't mess up the online path Good Enough Parenting. So Jeff, welcome to Gospel Rant again. It's been about a year and a half, uh, but I want to pick your brains and find out what you do. What's your philosophy on parenting? Your five-year-old is amazing, and both you and my daughter, Aubrey, are doing something special. So so tell us and tell all the listeners, how can we be good enough parents? Well, thank you. If that's not a pedestal to fall off on, <laughs> I, I don't know what is. Uh, as soon as you say that, I, I feel like I have to make so many caveats to say that um, if there's anyone who does not feel that they should be giving a talk on parenting, to be myself. I'm I'm only, what, five years into it, and I just met a gentleman who's been married for 61 years, and his kids are older than I am. And so, um, yeah, so those are all my caveats. I come with a full package of um, guilt that I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, we uh, most of the parents that I talk to agree with that. Uh, Christian parents and non-Christian parents, we feel like we've messed up our kids, no matter how old they are. There's shame. It's shame going around. But there's a fear that we've done something or will do something that will screw them up. You know, it, it, it's funny because in one sense, kids are indestructible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drop Thank them God. on their head, and I've, we've done that before, and they seem to always bounce back. and. You mess up and you say sorry and they're okay. In another sense, uh, they're such vulnerable beings mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we have so much power over them. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of flexibility, yet uh, it's a high-state game at the same time, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, we're, we're learning in neuroscience is that their little brains subconsciously store the memory with the pain, even into their adulthood. That's crazy. I mean, the machine's built really well, but... Oh, my gosh. We need the gospel, right? Amen. Yeah, so thoughts on parenting. I think foundation and up from that. My main goal is to parent in such a way that my son mirrors Jesus' excitement right before he went to heaven and Philip's plea to Jesus right before he went to heaven. So in John 14, the name Father turns up like 13 times in about 12 verses. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can feel Jesus's excitement. And by the way, this is the passage talking about heaven where I'm going mm-hmm. to pre- prepare a place mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And just by straight observation, you just see that for Jesus, heaven is where the Father is. Mm. 
that is heaven for the Father. We often think about heaven as a place. And then we say, why doesn't the Bible talk about heaven? But if you think about heaven as a relationship, mm-hmm. then the Bible talks all about heaven. Mm-hmm. The whole Bible is about heaven. And you obviously get a foretaste of heaven now and mm-hmm. then when our faith turns to sight. And then right in the middle of that, in exasperation, mm-hmm. Philip blurts out what so much of so many of our hearts blurt out, and that is show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Let me see. Let me see. And then Jesus mm-hmm. makes that grand statement, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Mm-hmm. My desire is for my son's relationship with me as a father to propel him to want a relationship with his father, know how to have a relationship with his father, and then actually want to be home with his father. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was last week, I was outside building, and Malcolm comes out and says, Hey, Dad. And I said, Hey. He comes out with a little bowl of popcorn. He's like, I'm going to watch you work. I was like, Okay, son, thinking someday you're going to come out and actually work with me. But right now you can eat popcorn and watch me work. That's fine. And so I have uh, all my tool belt on, and I'm working. And he's like, Oh, but Dad... We, we need to pray. I was like, okay, son, we can pray. Go ahead and pray. He's like, no, this is going to be a repeating prayer, which means that he prays and I repeat him. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. And so I stop what I'm doing, and he says, dear Jesus, please come back soon because we want to be at home with you where the <laughs> Father is. And I repeated it after him, and I was thought, you know, that – it was probably the most worst time, but mm. everything inside of me said, that is what my heart's desire mm. is. So parent in such a way that they experience an interaction uh, with the Father that uses all the aspects of the gospel, mm-hmm. all the way down to discipline mm-hmm. and all the way up to how the Father uses covenants in order to bind relationships. So many covenants with my son and so parents in such a way that they can easily translate interaction with the Father in heaven because of their interaction with myself. Mm-hmm. So that, that's sort of my my foundational premise. I just feel like I have to throw so many caveats in to say it's not something I do all the time as a very, very broken person. Right. Uh, but that is my goal, my the end goal if I could ever get there. That's why we, we've picked this the uh, phrase good enough parent. That That's an actual neuroscience standard where good enough parent attunes with their infant 30% of the time, which that's not really a high bar, you know, Mm -hmm. but the the idea is neuroscientists basically say not many people beat that. And so if you do beat 30%, your kid should actually be all things, all other things equal should be secure and their relationship with you should be strong. Mm -hmm. All other things equal. Mm -hmm. 30%. It's not much. Not much. We can put a lot of caveats. And the good news for parents who don't think they've done a good job or who have, who feel like they've messed it up, the good news is this is fixable. Right. Heaven for sure. Yep. Yeah. Right? And it just reminds me, I mean, if it was up to the Father in heaven, Hmm. he would want to make that 100%. Of yeah. interaction with us. Yeah. And we tune it down to 10% and when on our good days, 15%. Yeah. But he says, oh, I'm always available. Uh, I'm just, I'm yeah. always there. I think maybe we'll just get the big one out of the way, and that is discipline, just because... Oh, we're going to go there we're first. We're going to go there okay. first. I think <laughs> I, the reason why is because in discipline, we have the most option of ruining our kids, mm-hmm. because... We take our owies and our hurts and mm-hmm. we apply them to the kids. 
Uh, but in discipline, I feel that we that is the point where we almost get to replicate the gospel the most. Okay, good. Because it is because of the discipline that we are owed mm-hmm. that the gospel becomes such good news. Unpack that. That's yeah, right. I know where you're headed. Unpack yeah. it a little. So, for instance, one of my main goals in discipline is to show my son. I'm going to mainly talk about Malcolm. I have another five-month-old, mm-hmm. and he's not disciplined yet. He's just slobbered with kisses. <laughs> uh, he's going to be perfect, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. But my main goal is that my son knows that my love for him mm-hmm. absolutely never wavers based upon if it's before the discipline, during the discipline, yeah. or after the discipline. Golden stuff. Because, let's face it, Romans 5 says that our father loved us the most at the time that he should have got a shotgun and just shot his enemy because we were his enemies at that moment. So he loved us right before we were, mm-hmm. he saved us. Then he loved us during saving us. Mm-hmm. Forgive him. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then he loved us after we saved him. Yep. So, Which is the, the gospel. For, for Christians, we can say, and, and people who listen to Gospel Rant know this, 2,000 years ago, strictly because of what Jesus did on our behalf, God has to love us. He does love us as much as the Father loves the Son, and the Son loves the Father. He can't love us anymore. He can't love us any less. And He's up in heaven, or or the Holy Spirit inside of us, just loving us. And uh, we have a hard time receiving that. But what you're saying is, parenting looks like that. As as humanly possible, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is my, my son, your son, should experience your love even when they screw up absolutely. or offend you or absolutely. shame you or disobey you. Yeah, that takes care of a lot of, uh, of failures. So well, I'll bring it down just to real practical for a second. This means that the complete arc of forgiveness happens all before discipline. Mm-hmm. You don't need discipline in order for the arc of forgiveness to be completed. I remember, actually, yeah, I don't remember. Example. My mom tells this the story that when I was a young kid, she yelled at me for something, and I went away and I come back and I said, "Mom, could I have a spanking, please?" Because I thought a spanking means that she'll be okay with me again. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that broke her heart, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. she's not in the most proud moment, mm-hmm. and so forth. Then she'll love me again. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. I get that. So for my sons, mm-hmm. my goal is for there to be a, a recognition of fault, mm-hmm. a, an expression of forgiveness, a reunion of affection, all prior mm-hmm. to any discipline taking place. So that they know that the discipline mm-hmm. is a consequence, mm-hmm. but it's not a needed element for restoration of relationship. Yeah, Because restoration of relationship can happen without discipline. It's more for the benefit of my son to change his way Mm -hmm. rather than my need to feel a certain way about him. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, my discipline will be based upon how angry or not Mm -hmm. angry I am at my child at the moment. So this is going to be a big one. So this will be a real big discipline because then I'm the barometer of it. In attachment uh, theory terms, the anxious child or anxious adult, they often do things. They push buttons. They pick fights in order to get attention in order to see if, if that person will respond to right, love. Right. It's just their brain is subconscious. And, right. And what you're saying is, yeah, we sort of all do that. Right. We do. So we're, we're going to use the gospel says you don't need to do that anymore. I know you don't get that yet, but I'm going to love you now and then discipline you. And somehow in your mind's going to get rewired to, oh, I don't have to do that. Right. And, and I'll talk in a little bit 
how the discipline changes based upon what they need at the moment mm. rather than I have always the same thing that I do yeah. every time. Yeah. So after the, the, the progression of forgiveness, and language is really important. Um, it's helpful just as, as, as myself being a Christian, when I do wrong, to choose even biblical language. I'm sorry that I um, hated you at the moment. Or I'm sorry that I... And you'll say that. Well, I won't say that to my son because I okay. don't want him to use the word hate. Okay. But for him... Um, language is really important. Dad, I'm sorry that I disrespected you. I'm sorry that I disobeyed you. Okay. Rather than uh, one of my pet peeves is my bad. Kind of like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal, but I'll own just a portion of it. Um, yeah. But it's an actual ownership of it. Yeah. So that I can say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And I've never talked to, he's not old enough for this, but really I'm saying, son, you owe me a debt and I release you of the debt. Mm-hmm. You're completely mm-hmm. released of the debt before mm-hmm. you start paying it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that you're paying it off in discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So in fact, when they go, when he goes into discipline, mm-hmm. and we use timeouts in our family, when he goes into the discipline, um, often I try to make it an actual a love fest while he's in there. So he'll be in the middle of his discipline, and I'll say, I really love you, Malcolm. I've seen that. And yep. he says, love you too, Dad. <laughs> and then I say, Malcolm, why do I like you so much? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, so, and then he's, and he'll say the same thing back to me. So that in the middle of the consequence, him and I mm-hmm. feel like we're sitting next to each other. And actually, yeah. to be honest, sometimes, sometimes I will sit down next to him in mm-hmm. his discipline. Mm-hmm. That's very biblical, right? So that him and I are doing the consequence together. Because one of my main goals is for him to think that the discipline is not something that I own and it's I'm battling against him with it, but rather it's a thing out there mm-hmm. that we have to use for behavior change mm-hmm. rather than something that is anything mm-hmm. between us, around mm-hmm. us, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you're both accomplishing it. You're both taking exactly. care of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's very Holy Spirit-esque, right? I mean, the Holy Spirit sits inside our inner being even when we're being disciplined, right? And doesn't stop loving us. It right. really is the role of the Holy Spirit. Well, and talk about someone like on the cross with us, like it tasting, yeah. tasting our ugliness with us. Yeah. So, yeah. And you and I were, and, and your wife, Aubrey, were talking about Psalm 34 this morning, where God's near us. He's near the brokenhearted, those crushed in spirit. But the key is that he's actually really is near us. Yep, yep. Even though we don't feel it, we can be assured somehow, I, I think that's the role of the Holy Spirit, that he is near us and still likes us. Right, absolutely. As if he's a good enough parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I don't like myself because I'm so close oh, around myself. Shame. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, sometimes, Bill, I, I've i actually said this time around, mm-hmm. do you want to do the timeout or do you want me to do your timeout oh, for you? What? Funny story. So, <laughs> so I don't recommend this at yeah, home. Of course. Of course he goes, <laughs> I want you to do it for me. And he's like, okay. So he says, okay, Alexa, turn timer to 25 minutes. Right. I really send so it. And, and, but you know what? Like yeah. I've done it. I've done it just a few times. Mm. I think it was three weeks ago. Mm. We're on the way to school. And just randomly he says, dad, why is it that sometimes you do a timeout for me? He asked that question. He asked the question. And this was a few weeks after the fact. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, you know where I went to. I said, because mm-hmm. God did a huge time out for me. Yeah. And I want you to know what it feels like mm. for someone to do a timeout mm. for you. Mm. And did you know that you didn't do it after? You, you mm. changed after. Because sometimes, because mm-hmm. the goal is behavioral change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you change more watching me do the timeout than you do in the timeout. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And let me lay on top of that. Is the goal behavioral change? Well, of course it is. That's very biblical, right? But is it, is it also learning to depend more upon God's power, God's love, God's godly sorrow? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, another, sometimes well, we talk about um, different substitutes for discipline. Sometimes... I have him instead of timeouts, mm-hmm. and he he pulled this on me a few weeks ago. He said, "I said, uh, Malcolm, you went into the street, mm-hmm. and you know you're not allowed to." I said, "So what do we need to do for you to remember next time?" He's like, mm-hmm. "Dad, I need to pray and ask God to help me next time, so I won't forget." I was like, "Son, you have me there." I was like, we'll do that one. And so it's becoming progressively more frequent. Mm -hmm. I'll say, do you want to ask the Spirit to help you for next time, or do you want to time out? And you get to choose. And sometimes I say, well, I'll pray first, just Mm -hmm. to give him some language, and then he'll pray after. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spirit, give me help because Mm -hmm. I can't. And then, I mean, just as a caveat, sometimes I will say, I want I want to do the prayer, ask God to help you first mm-hmm. to see if he can remind you. But if he doesn't remind you a few times, then we'll have to choose something else to help you as well, something a bit more physical. Okay. Uh, just so that he understands that it's not the always the way out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he'll come back. I mean, the little trooper, he'll come back and he's like, mm-hmm. Dad, you know I did that, mm-hmm. and I'm not ready for it. It's like, what is that? God told me. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go, out of the mouth of babes. Yeah. And so I find myself progressively using that more mm-hmm. uh, and wisely because obviously mm-hmm. they're smart beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've done this, you and Aubrey have done this without using spanking. We haven't, no. Um, so Aubrey said she had a terrible childhood. <laughs> <laughs> she was abused. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah, abused. Clearly. No, that's, a, that's well, funny. I was taking me. I mean, I, I don't remember an evening I wasn't spanked. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, it wasn't beat. But, yeah. You know. So yeah. we we did corporal punishment in my family, and mm. to be honest, I had a good experience with it. Mm. I have no beef against it. Yeah. I think it's a helpful form of punishment, mm-hmm. and like any discipline. Yeah. There's a difference between disciplining your child for their sake mm-hmm. and disciplining a child. Because you need to do something with your own emotions. Yeah, yeah. And a beautiful yeah. story about my mom when I was growing up. Um, she said, um, I did something and she said, Jeff, why did you do that? And she said, Jeff, go to your room, please. And I went to my room and she left five minutes and then she walked in and she was a brand new woman. Hmm. She, she sat, was. Oh, she yeah. was. Mm-hmm. She sat down on my bed next to me. She said, now, mm-hmm. remind me why you did that. or why did, mm-hmm. what, what did you do wrong? I said, and she goes, now, you know what? happens when that happens i said yeah she goes you have to get a smack i said oh that's right she's like i'm gonna smack you now <laughs> but she completely was a different person yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think with any discipline you can use timeouts mm-hmm. like i need an hour alone mm-hmm. this is gonna be a long one kid mm-hmm. no talking on this one mm-hmm. i'm also very eager to give grace when possible if i can say you know malcolm i'm going to give you grace this time if i give you grace 
will you do everything uh, that you can in order to remember for next time or listen to me next time? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I found that just as powerful as the discipline itself. Mm -hmm. Now, he will often ask, he's like, you haven't given me any grace today. Mm. And I tell Mm. him, I don't owe you grace Mm -hmm. and you don't deserve grace. Mm -hmm. I give it to you because I want to. So explain to the listeners, particularly non-Christians who've checked in, what do you mean by giving grace? Giving grace means that um, he will, will go through the process of forgiveness. Okay. I did this wrong, but I will remove the punishment part of it so that he experiences that mm-hmm. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm a sorry you're forgiven mm-hmm. is enough. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, with the premise being in First John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, mm-hmm. he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the cleansing there obviously being the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that we are required to do at that moment is I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. want him to taste that aspect mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling to be a good enough parent, you are thinking today would be a good day to exercise that option versus the timeout option. It's, it's just a gut thing in your in your brain. So my my main goal is for my son to want to be obedient more than to be obedient. You have these tools that right, you can use. Right. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think he was caught up in emotion because mm-hmm. my son can easily mm-hmm. be owned by other people and he'll be silly and goofy from it. Poor guy inherited mm-hmm. so many of my gifts and flaws, mm-hmm. but he can be overcome by emotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that emotion got bigger than you. And I, I get that. I think because yeah. of, I know what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. that was wrong, but I'm really eager for you just to hop back on life. I just remind you, mate, your your emotions got a hold of you there, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit too big. Uh, let me just forgive you this time. Mm-hmm. Just can you not do it again? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm so sorry, Dad. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> And you guys have developed quite a relationship. I mean, so I come in periodically. We don't live in the same town. And we don't have that relationship, uh, he and I. Because what you have developed is like amazing trust. It's not fear. You can tell it's just trust. He definitely wants your approval. But he feels like he has it. It's it's just really, really obvious. For me, he Mm -hmm. has to keep earning it. Right, right. There's an energy there. Yeah, yeah. And so if I put him in timeout, which you've given me permission to do, it's a little weird and a little awkward for, for him. Because when you do it, he goes, oh, this is, this this is, is normal. loving me. Yeah, right. Well, it's a trusted, what we, you know, in secular circles, we talk about being a trusted adult, whatever that means. But that's what you're describing. Mm-hmm. It's not only are you trusted that you're not going to hurt him, you're trusted because all you do is love it. Well, again, caveat, that's not true. <laughs> good enough. Uh, yeah. Good enough. Yeah, sometimes, good enough. I, I mean, I just I feel like I have to put so many caveats in. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's like, Dad, that hurt when you grabbed my arm. And that just breaks my heart. Yeah. Because it means that yeah. I grabbed his arm not to direct him towards yeah. a timeout, but I grabbed his arm out of my own anger. Mm-hmm. And it hurts mm-hmm. me when he says, you hurt me when you grabbed me. Mm-hmm. So I just have to emphasize how much mm-hmm. this is my goal. Sure. And not my daily practice. Yeah. We will stop this podcast here. In the next one, Jeff will talk about the importance of agency for the child and the importance of them knowing that they can change you. Check it out. So what if you struggle feeling like a failure as a parent, even a disappointment to Jesus himself? 
please check out the dance, the-dance.org. We made the online gospel experience for people like you and like me who struggle with the lack of enoughness and connectedness, which are our euphemisms for shame and loneliness. It's an epidemic among parents today, and we're in the process of creating an online path for parenting as well. We call it Good Enough Parent. Should be ready later this year. Send us a line, bill at gospel-app.com, and we'll let you know when it's ready to go. See you on the next Gospel Rant podcast. And do your friends who are parents a big favor and send them a link to this podcast series. They will definitely appreciate it. Take heart, child of God. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.